that song this morning, that song this morning, if you could look at this, I couldn't have typed it. The, the name of this message this morning, the Lord has come after me, Lord Jesus. I just want you to know that the Lord has come after me. And so we're going to talk about that this morning. It's been, it's been amazing me how much the Lord loves us. And I believe in this hour, the Lord is really, he's really making this known to his body, the church. The Lord has been giving Bishop Johnson direction and the direction the Lord has given Bishop Johnson for the month of, uh, for the month of July is that everything we do, even the theme of our um, a detox is he's, he's coming after us. He came after us. And so this morning, we're going to talk about the Lord that the Lord has come after me. Amen. Father, I thank you for your anointing this morning. I thank you, Lord, for your words. I thank you for the simplicity of your words. I thank you, Father, for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I have nothing of myself to give. Lord, I have these notes, but Lord, we, Lord, we cast all the notes away if you have something else in mind. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your utterance, your voice. Nothing matters except what you want to say, Holy Spirit. And we give all the glory to you. Even before, because we expect you to move in our lives this morning. We surrender to you, Lord. We surrender to you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, how many of you have ever lost something? Now, tell the truth now. I'm going to pray for the rest of y'all. How many of you ever, now, how many of you have lost something and your spouse told you where it was and you got mad at them only to find that it was where they said it was? I remember this happened to me early in our marriage. Man, I was running late for work, and my wife, Jane, turned around and said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking everywhere. I'm running because I, can't be the, I, I cannot be late to work. And so Jane said to me, have you checked the car? And, uh, and I said, I remember hauling back, well, you think I'm crazy? You know, I, you know that's the first place I checked. Okay. And so, man, I was just running around, running around, running around. And I was talking this way because I was so upset because I couldn't find my keys. And after I looked everywhere, I made sure she wasn't looking. I went out there and looked in the car. <laughs> and those keys were sitting right in the car. And so, and so I, I told her, I found the keys, I found the keys. I waited till I got in the house and told her I found the keys because I didn't want her to know that I found the keys in the car. And so I got to work and the Lord convicted me. You need to call your wife and tell her that, um, yeah. And I called Jane and I told her the keys were in the car. I was lying. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's, 
That's the funny stuff that happened. I'm going to ask you something. What do you lose most often? How many of you say, how many of you would say your wallet? How many of you say you, you, you lose your wallet most of the, how many of you say you lose more than anything, you lose your wallet or pocketbook? Let me see. How many of you would say, how many of you say you, you, sometimes you, you, you've lost where you don't know where you're parked? How many of you has that happened to? Come on, raise them hands up. Okay, yep, 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 okay, yep. It ain't nothing like walking out there trying to, trying, trying to look for your car. And then you, and you're saying to yourself, now you're saying to yourself, no, I know I'm not old. And, uh, <laughs> but then, but how many of you have ever lost your cell phone? Oh my God, man, man. That's something my wife and I, we end up losing the phones and, oh my God, several times in one day. But, um, but anyway, it's nothing as frustrating as losing stuff. And um, I remember just recently, about a couple of months ago, I lost my ear pods. You know how much ear pods cost. I had, I'm talking about I had the, the, the upgraded version. And uh, I was, man, I lost those ear pods. And I got really frustrated. I said, no, I can't go. I'm not going to go buy imitations. You know, because nothing, you know, nothing sounds like the earpod, man. It filters out everything, man. And the sound is so crisp. Man, I'm in the gym, man. I've been trying to figure out how it, you know, those little things can actually, the bass comes out. And all that, man. And so, anyway, I was just frustrated. And you know how you get to a point, you say, you know, I just got to have these. I, I'm, and so I, I was getting ready. I went to the store to buy them. And the Holy Spirit said, no, no, no. And so I, I listened to the Holy Spirit and he said to me, when I walked out, they're in your house. Week went by, I'm looking, still didn't find it. Two weeks went by, still didn't find them. And then I decided to go to the store, and the Holy Spirit said, mm-mm, 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 They're in your house. I finally got to a place. I finally got to a place where I asked the Lord. Now, it took, it took about a month for me to come to the place. Lord, help me find them. <laughs> took me about a whole month. Lord, help me find these ear pods. And so I asked the Lord to help me find them. And I said, I thank you, Lord, that goodness and mercy is following me. They are my eternal partners. Lord, help me to find these ear pods. And then the Lord, I had, I, he, he didn't speak. It was like a sensing. I knew in my heart they were in my bedroom. And, and then the sensing on the inside was that it was around my night table. You know, I got all my stuff hooked up, man, on my table. My <laughs> they know not to mess with my, 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 my table, man, because I got all that stuff hooked up, man. And she, and she, she looks over there, man. And so I looked under the, uh, I looked under the um, what do you call it, that little dresser, lampstand, and lo and behold, they were under the lampstand. 
The Lord is a master at finding things. So we're going to talk about that this morning. What is loss? The loss is the state of losing. It's separation. God, I'm going to tell you something. God is familiar with loss. He lost one-third of the angels. They rebelled on him. And then those angels that rebelled on him threw mankind into separation from him. God is familiar with loss. Don't ever think that God doesn't know what loss is. God himself allowed his son to assume humanity, to be clothed in a human body, to, be, to die a, a humiliating death and, and, and not on top of that, but God allowed his son to become the object of his judgment. God moved into a judgment mold as he looked upon his son upon the cross because his son had became the very object of sin and had became the very thing that all the sin of mankind was laid upon. And he was being judged while he was on the cross. Lord have mercy. And at the same time, God was experiencing loss. God is familiar with loss. Don't, don't ever think that you're the only one by yourself experiencing loss. God knows. And the thing about it, God can help you get through it. The loss of a loved one or even the loss of someone through divorce. He can help you through So, we find in Luke, the 19th chapter, the 10th verse, it actually says that the very nature and mission of Jesus Christ, I take note of stuff like this, is to seek and to save that which is lost. In fact, the Bible says all this is from God. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And the reason why it's one of my favorite scriptures, because I try to wrap my mind around this particular scripture, and I can't wrap my mind around it. It's too profound. It actually says, and all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, this is the part that gets me, that God, was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself in Christ, Lord Jesus. Not counting our sins or people's sins against them. He has committed to you and I the message of reconciliation. In fact, the, the Bible is saying that God has made you and I part of the finder's company. That God was in Christ Jesus recon reconciling the world to himself and he's given to us the message, the word of reconciliation. You are a founder now. You are a finder. Amen. I want you to look at somebody and say, you are a founder now. God has made you part of the founder company. Amen.
Man. So let's look at Luke, the 15th chapter, the first through the 10th verse. It says, now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him, to hear Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumble, saying, this man receives sinners and he eats with them. Lord, have mercy. So Jesus told them this parable. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who need no repentance. Or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she lost one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house? And she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me, for I found the coin that I lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. In this passage, these first 10 verses, he talks about the lost sheep. The lost the, the sheep was lost because of wandering around foolishness. The sheep that was lost the sheep that was lost, they were on the outside. But this lost coin was lost inside of the house. I want to say this this morning. It's possible to be saved and be lost in the house. The elder brother was lost in the house. I personally have been lost in the house. And certain seasons of my life, I, I have experienced lostness. I wanted to share that foundationally. The coin was lost in the house. The coin that was lost in the house was lost because of others. It is possible to come to assemble with the believers every Sunday 
and be lost in some form or fashion. Sometimes we just need to know that God says, I see you. I'm telling you this morning, God is saying, I see you. The lost coin was lost in the house. The coin was lost by the woman. So it means that someone caused the coin to be lost. And many times those of us who are lost in the house, it can be because we've given our lives to Christ. But then there's, we may have a wounded heart. It's possible to give your life to Christ and have a wounded heart. I have found, I have found in life, God does not, he doesn't do the whole work at one time. He don't do the total change at one time. It'll kill us. Jesus said, I have more truth to tell you, but you can't bear it. So what he does, he takes his time. And so he deals with one thing then, and then when, when he deals with one thing, then he moves to another area. Then he moves to another area. And I, 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 I remember, man, I was gloriously saved. But then there came a season in my life where the Holy Spirit put his finger on the lostness in my heart. I didn't know I was lost, but I was lost in the house. One of the ways we can be lost in the house is to have a wounded heart. A wounded heart that's the result of physical trauma, physical abuse, accidents, injuries. A wounded heart that's the result of violent trauma, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, threats. You know, PTSD is something really real. A battered woman, many times, her, her, her actions, her persona, many times resembles that of a person suffering from PTSD. Emotional trauma. And sometimes when trauma, which, is, which creates the wounded heart, sometimes that trauma creates dissociative behavior. And, and the reason why that happens, because some of us, things happened to us when we were children or in our youth. And the, the body's way to protect us many times is to cause us to not remember. So you forget about it. You think you've forgotten about it. But then it starts trying to rise through your dreams. It tries to come up 
But then at the right time, the Holy Spirit begins to shine his light because he knows that you're not walking in wholeness until that thing, that, that, that injured part of you, that fractured part of you, that part of you that was hurt, that part of you that was beaten, that part of you that was scarred, that part of you that experienced betrayed, that part of you where you was left alone, or that part of you where you experienced torture, that part of you when you were a child or in your teen years that you crammed down in your subconscious now the Holy Spirit begins to say it's time now for you to be healed so Jesus comes on the scene Jesus is going to do that in this in this detox Some of you just kind of felt like, man, there's some things in my life I just, I don't understand. I can't pull it all together. But I know something happened. And I've never come to grips with it. I remember when God made me come to grips, oh man, with the depth of father wounds. He didn't get me when I was saved. And really it wasn't, his, he came after me because he knew I could not be more of what he wanted me to become until I allowed him to deal with that part. I couldn't be an effective husband. I couldn't be an effective father. He needed, he, the Lord knew. And for some of us, man, the Holy Spirit is saying, now is the time. Some of us have been sleepwalking through our calling because we need God to deal with that part of our heart that we have hidden from everybody. I get around people sometimes and I feel what's hurting on the inside. Oh man. Another, another thing that happens is faulty thinking about yourself. And this faulty thinking about yourself, you feel it's unsafe to let your guard down, to let people in your heart. You feel unworthy to receive healing or God's love. You feel unloved. You feel unwanted by God. You feel inadequate. I want to tell you something. There's no greater pain than to feel like you don't belong anywhere or belong to anyone. And the reason why there's no greater pain than that is because God has wired us for connection. He has wired us for love. He's wired us for this. I have a burden in my heart for men, men in this particular area. There's some men who have given their lives to Christ, but they have never felt the warmth of God's love. They have never experienced the, the witness in their heart that they have been adopted into the family of God. God is coming after you. I know what it feels like to be saved, but you, 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 you have no, everybody's talking about the love of God and you don't know what they're talking about. All you can do is describe words of love, but you, it's not in your heart. A wound will do that to your heart. And I believe God wants every man. Dave, King David was a masculine man. 
The Bible said, man, he could leap over a wall. He could bend the bow. Man, King David. And yet at the same time, he was a poet, a musician, an architect. He was a warrior, a prophet, and a king. He could, he could sing. His heart, I, I know David went through some healing of his heart. Because when, when the prophet went after and, and, and the prophet said to Jesse, uh, bring all your sons. They didn't bring David because David was born and, and shaped in iniquity. And the prophet said, do you have any more sons? And the prophet, and he says, Jesse said, yes, he's out there with the sheep. Let's go to him. And the prophet took out his horn and poured that oil on him. The one that was forgotten was the one that was chosen. And I'm telling you right now, if you think that you are forgotten and the devil has been beating the hell out of you all your life, you need to understand that you are the one chosen. He's coming after you. That song is so dear to me. The Bible says that, this is the stuff that kind of make me throw my Bible down sometimes. The Bible says that we are Christ's inheritance, the church. If we are Christ's inheritance, how could we even conceive in our minds that we are no good? It is the work of the enemy to contend with us at the level of our self-esteem. No wonder when Jesus was in the throes of spiritual warfare, he had a meeting with the devil. The devil didn't put sickness on Jesus. He didn't wreck Jesus' house. But what he did, he said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. If you are the son of God, his warfare was centered around his worth and how he saw himself. For some of you, this has been a constant struggle in your life. And God wants to bring, he wants to put a period behind that. I'm just about through. But this other area that I know God wants to deal with, and sometimes, man, I think, I used to think, man, and his mother, father wound. Mother, father wounds. And the thing about it, I'm, I'm understanding more and more. It was just recently, two years ago, the Lord began to deal with me about mother wounds. And my, my, mother, has, my mother is sweet. My mother has never done anything bad to me. But, but what happened? Because, because my father was an alcoholic and she had to get him out of the house and, and we ended up, uh, uh, she ended up divorcing him and, 
And, and so that meant as the oldest child, I had to work. I wanted to work. I wanted to help. So that meant all of a sudden, no more Christmases, no more um, birthday parties. Everything that was coming through my hands and her hands was for the house. I, I man, and, and so all of a sudden, and I took pride in the fact that I helped. And my brothers and sisters have been, they have, they have honored me for the sacrifices made then. But I realized two years ago, I was talking to my wife. I said, there is an emptiness in my heart that I can't put my hands on. And the Lord showed me for about my entire teen life, probably from the age 13 on up, it was like my life was devoid of, of a mother's love because she didn't have time to. Circumstances prevented it from happening. It wasn't something she did. But my heart, I, I didn't know it was something I needed. And as I began to look at the scriptures, I began to understand that mother, mother is part of the image of God. In fact, man and woman were actually named Adam together. Look it up in the scripture. You know, it's from a mother that you learn how to bond. It's from a mother that you learn how to bond. Where you learn how to love. Where you learn how to receive love. Be tender and closeness. From a dad, you get the affirmation of your worth. You need both. And I just, and so what was happening to me Jesus was coming after me two years ago about that hurt, that void in my heart. And he's coming after some of you right now because you, you can identify with what I'm saying. Because things can happen in your childhood and because you push them down and you deny them, what happened is, is, is that what happened in your childhood is still alive inside of you as though it happened in that time. That's why you have to get whole and healed. And see, the, the, now, now get this, if you don't do this, if you don't do this, then what happens? When a woman is trying, when a wife is trying to get, to, to get, to get from her husband what her father didn't give her, it can't work. If she's searching for that from him, it's not going to work. And, 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 and some marriages don't work because of that. Some marriages don't work because the husband is looking for what he didn't get from his mother, from his wife. She can't be your mama and be your wife at the same time. So that means that, that there's some healing that has to take place. Some men, they can't take nothing. They, you know, they can't take nothing. They, they want to be, be, get all the attention. They want the eyes on them. They want to be praised for everything they do. Because basically, they're looking for their wife to be mama. And when she doesn't give them that, 
then he gets upset and, and have a tantrum and throw all things. And the same thing can happen with a woman who has father wounds trying to get from her husband what he can give. There's no other resolution except to be made whole. There's no other resolution. And the thing about it is that you have to want to be healed. In order to want to be healed, you have to admit that there's a wound. You don't need, you, you, you have to admit it. And you have to ask God to heal you. Repeat after me, he's coming after you. Man, I love my mom, man, I love her. What happened there was just part of the depravity of sin. God got me through it. But after he got me through it, he wanted to heal me and restore me. See, the thing about it, if you live in denial, you live in darkness. And wherever darkness is, the devil traffics. See, if you live in denial, if you deny what's, what's happening in your heart, if you, if you deny, look, I, I, I don't need healing. You know, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm a man. I'm a man. No, you're not a man. You're a liar. I just want to say, man, when you let God heal your heart, man, I want to tell you something. It changes how you see your children. It causes love to come up in your heart. Some mothers have problems with their daughters because you haven't dealt with the issues regarding your mother. And the fight you're having with your daughter is the fight you never finish with your mother. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just seeing, seeing, seeing. And, you, and you, you, you're thinking that just by these constant arguments, these constant arguments, you change. Ain't nothing changing until you change. And that change begins with allowing God to heal your heart. To heal your heart. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a healer. And then we have addictions, and I'm not going to say too much about addictions, except many times we have addictions because addictions are really addictions, addiction, addictive behavior is idol worship. Because it, we, we have come up with our own methods of dealing with the unresolved wounding in our hearts. But this detox is about God healing us. And some of you say, well, I went through a detox session. But I keep telling you, God don't do it all at one time. God may deal with your family in one detox, and then the next detox, guess what? He wants to deal, he deal with something else in your heart. I'm still, I'm a work in progress. 
The corn was lost until found. I believe the woman in this passage is the body of Christ with Jesus being the head. The, woman, the scripture says the woman took the light. She changed the atmosphere by turning the light on. Most homes are dark in that time. She used the light to search behind the door. You know how you, you look behind the door. You look under the desk. You, you, and literally that light is illumination. And that's what's happening right now. Illumination comes to you. The illumination comes from the Holy Spirit like he's coming to some of you right now. Causing you to say, I need help. I need change. I can't do this on my own. In, on my own. Sometimes illumination will come through others noticing. Through others giving you a call on the phone. Others can give you a word. I'm going to tell you something. You know, if somebody come and say, I haven't seen you in a while, you should be glad. You should be glad. I've seen people get offended because somebody said, I haven't seen you in a while. Man, 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 you, you need to be happy that somebody notices that you, you're not there. You, you, you need to be happy. There have been people who, who have died in their house and nobody knew it. Sick in the house and can't get nowhere and nobody knew it. You better be happy you, you missed that God will put you on somebody's mind. My wife was talking to someone last night that God just put her on her mind. See, when God puts somebody on your mind in the house, you're part of that broom. Come on. The scripture said a woman swept the house looking for that corn. And I'm going to tell you something, that broom represents, the action of that broom, she searched diligently. That broom represents the intercession, the praying that we're doing. We're praying for, for healing to take place in the house. We're praying that healing would come to members in this house. We're praying for wholeness to come to members. We're praying for fractured families to, to be healed. We're, we're praying for marriages. We're praying for people to become whole so they can become married. We're, we're praying for this. That's, that's that action of the broom, the woman with the broom, the church with the broom. She's sweeping with the broom. And, and, and not only that, but as she's interceding, the gifts of the Spirit begin to operate. The gifts of the Spirit begin to operate. And the word of the Lord comes to you. And then the word of the Lord comes to you. And that's what's happening this morning. We've been praying all this week. And the Holy Spirit now is calling some of you right now. I'm going to say this, and I'm saying this over the video. There are a lot of lost coins in the body of Christ right now. I was sitting before God. There are a lot of lost coins in the body of Christ right now. Some never return to fellowship with the body since the pandemic. Some are suffering this morning because of hurt. Some lost coins because of, of long-term separation are involved in dangerous, toxic situations. Some never thought that they would never, that they would take somebody's wife or take somebody's husband or live or live in clubs but they find themselves there they're lost 
Seven, some never thought that they would become addicted. Some lost coins have begun to think about suicide because they've isolated themselves so much they're wondering, would I be missed? This morning, the light is shining from this message. This morning, Zion is sweeping the broom. This morning, you have been found. And all you have to do is respond and repent. And part of beginning the process of repenting is to come out of denial. Because as I said before, when you live in denial, you live in darkness. And if you live in darkness, wherever there's darkness in your heart, the demons traffic. So this morning, that son, he's coming after me. If the Lord is coming, has come after you this morning, and he has shined his light on some lostness in yourself, and you don't want to live in denial. The Bible says when one, when one of us repent, heaven has a party. I want you to respond right now in Jesus' name. Let's come to the altar. Amen. I just want to pray briefly for you. Amen.